Business's Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. David Hooper with you. You're in the right place. If you want to grow your podcast audience, get paid because of your podcast. Spread a message, make impact with that message, and make a podcast that people care about. I talk about all those things. Not a tech guy. Sometimes we get into that, though, if that's in service of what I just mentioned. This episode is the audio edition of my weekly newsletter that is called Big Podcast Insider. It's available at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That goes out every Friday morning, New York time. Everything that I talk about will be linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Don't bother to write it down. I'm going to mention it a lot on this episode. I run it like an old school children's audiobook. When it's time for me to go to the next page, you're going to hear this sound. On this episode, Guitar versus Podcasting, Part 2. Your audience wants empathy. How to get it right. More podcast episode downloads. Make poor quality audio sound good. This is where we get into the tech. This is a tool. It's amazing. It's free. You're going to want to hear about this. Finally, this formula will make a great podcast episode. I'm going to walk you step by step of how to make that happen. This episode brought to you by Riverside.fm, the leading platform to record studio-quality remote podcasts and video. Used by over 70,000 people and companies, companies like the New York Times, Spotify, Gary Vee uses it, Guy Raz uses it. I see it mentioned all the time. People love it. You can sync up audio and video. If you've got a great mic, if you've got a quiet place, it makes getting great quality audio easy. You send a web link to your guest, open it up in the Chrome browser, boom, you are in the studio Everything is recorded locally. It is then uploaded automatically. You don't have to worry about any of this. Automatically to the Riverside supercomputer. You get files that you can easily edit and they sound great. You can try it for free. They're going to give you enough time to do a couple of interviews. It's riverside.fm. Check it out. See how you like it. And here's the code to use when you decide that you want to stick around. I'm going to save you 15%. It's Big Podcast. B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. The URL, riverside.fm. And the code, big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All right, remember what I said a minute ago? When you hear this sound, that's where we're moving forward. So here we go. Guitar versus podcasting, part two. A couple of weeks ago, I had guitar versus podcasting, part one. Talked about jumping back into playing guitar after 20 years. The quick and dirty of my guitar journey I really got into it. I played a little bit previously, but really got into it when I was a freshman in high school. I wanted a voice just for people to pay attention to me, people to listen to me. I thought I had something to say. And I worked at it, kept getting better and better and better, went to college for music, have a degree in music, played professionally. And then I got into the grinder, got to where it wasn't fun. That initial love that I had for it, I lost it. So I moved into different things, one of which was radio. And that is why I'm here now. But fast forward, I've had a little bit of distance from my work in the music industry, had a little bit of distance from guitar, 20 years of it. (laughs) And I'm trying to approach it like a beginner. And going back to that, here is what I have learned over the last month or so. That is that it is easy to get the basics. For example, with guitar, that's playing the chords of a song. That's easy. The real magic happens. This is the reason that people call you good when you can do the little things, the little flourishes, the little things other than these gross chords. And by gross, I'm talking about, you know, the big, bold movements. Everybody can play three chords, at least here in Nashville, where I am. (laughs) Even after 20 years, I could go through a song. 
but it's those little flourishes. That's why people call you good. And I bring this up to say, it's the same thing with podcasting. You can talk. You've been talking for a long time. And because we all talk, people think, oh yeah, it's easy to podcast, but that's just the foundation. And that foundation, if we're honest, it's not very strong for most people. I was talking to my radio producer today. We got some social media people that want to come on our radio show. And (laughs) he mentioned, he said, man, these guys are great at social media, but getting them talking, mm, no, too much screen time. They're not as good on the mic. So that's something to consider. Are you great at communication, but not necessarily good at talking? That's why we get behind the mic. That's why every single day I'm working on what I call the sausage factory formula. I've talked about it here before. It's reading, it's improvising. It is thinking on my feet. It's getting behind the mic, pressing record, and basically doing a practice podcast, working on those hosting skills. This issue of Big Podcast Insider, it is about taking your hosting skills to the next level. It's about those little flourishes, not just the gross movements, not just the talking, but the little things that we can do to make people, when they hear our podcast, say, whoa, that was a great interview. That host is a great host. So let's get to it. Your audience wants empathy. How to get it right. Empathy is a secret weapon when it comes to connecting with people, when it comes to sales, when it comes to podcasting. I talked about this in my book. This is the number one skill that you should have as an interviewer. If you can show people empathy and those people really think that you get them, you're going to get some great interviews. You're going to get those stories that they never tell anybody else. You're going to get those stories that really connect with people, that show their humanity. And you get all the credit because you are the person that brought those stories out of these folks. Empathetic marketing reached an intense crossroads in 2020. COVID happened in 2020. The pandemic prompted many brands to respond to a collective grief. This is something that we are all going through together, and we rarely ever see this these days. I remember when I was a kid growing up, 70s, 80s, there'd be a big television event or a big summer blockbuster or something that we all as a culture, at least in my little world, kid growing up in Nashville, I felt everybody had done it. I remember being a kid, everybody had seen E.T. As a kid, everybody saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars, Jaws, network television. I'm talking about the big three, CBS, ABC, NBC. They played the television edit of a major motion picture every Sunday night. When I went to school the next morning, Monday morning, every kid was talking about it. We're having these things that we went through together. These days, we do not have that. There are a bajillion television channels. There's the internet. There's video games. There's mobile phones. Who knows what people are doing? But they're doing a lot more than they used to as far as the variety of things that we have to be entertained by. To take it back to the pandemic, 2020, we were all in this thing together as far as masking up, staying distant, not knowing what the future is going to be. We were scared, financial uncertainty. A lot of things happened. Brands and also podcasters, we were looking for ways to connect with people that didn't come across as tone deaf. And we saw a lot of that. Oh, it's just the flu. Well, yeah, maybe until somebody dies. And maybe until somebody dies that you know. We're all in this together, but it's affecting people in different ways. You've got to be aware of that. We've seen a lot of social movement, a lot of changes happen online. The Me Too movement, for example. Black Lives Matter, for example. Within our industry, podcasting, What happened to this last podcast movement, that was a moment for us to empathize, even if it's only to each other, not necessarily our audience. But how do you get it right? Because each of these things that I've mentioned, a lot of people came off as tone deaf and it made the situation worse for them. 
one, you're going to keep one ear to the ground. That means not being in that bubble like I was when I was a kid. And look, I was a kid. We didn't have the technology to stay in touch with people. I didn't know any better. Now we know better. Now we have the technology. Now we can keep in touch with people, especially our audience. Also, give listeners the power of choice. We're coming up on the holidays right now. If you've got a Christmas promotion, for example, maybe you're doing some emails about it, Christmas promotion, something like that. You've got to understand a lot of people don't celebrate Christmas for one. And I'm not telling you if you do celebrate Christmas that you don't want to, but people have their own thing about Christmas. They don't necessarily like it. All right. Give them the option to opt out of just that promotion. See where I'm going on this? Not everybody is doing everything as a group. That's what we used to do, but that's not what we do now. Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day. Again, I'm not saying not to do it, but I'm saying give listeners the power of choice. Could they walk away from it? Yeah, but make it easy for them to walk away if it's not a match for them. Three is set the tone with visual and auditory cues to help your message be perceived the right way. Sometimes you can walk into a situation with complete earnest and it is taken the wrong way. I'm gonna give you an example of this. And this is one of those things that (laughs) it could have backfired on me, but because of my reputation, because of previous relationships, I was able to get away with it. And it was a moment that showed extreme empathy and also a little bit of humor. I was the only white guy at an all-black barbecue. Does that sound shocking to you? Again, I'm from Nashville. We're in the South. We come up against racism. We have these discussions all the time. Not always as much as we should, not always how we should, but this is something that we come up against. So anyway, the only white guy at a black barbecue, these guys are already started. I'm a little bit late. And I walk up, frankly, looking like a middle-aged guy who just came out of shopping from Costco. I'm wearing khaki pants, maybe some Merrill shoes. I don't know exactly what I was wearing, but I remember I was wearing an Eddie Bauer vest. Like it's a fall vest. And these guys are down the street. I've heard it going on for a little while. There's R&B music, there's rap music, all sorts of what we would call urban music playing, not necessarily white guy from Costco type music. I'm walking down the street, my Merrills, my khakis, my Eddie Bauer vest. And as I approach, I see, yep, I'm the only white guy here. I walk in, everybody's looking at me. And I walk over to one of my buddies at the table and a couple guys I didn't know. And I said, you guys are scaring the white folks. Cracked a smile. And immediately one of the guys that I didn't know, he goes, oh, this guy gets it. (laughs) And we had a moment, instant connection. I sat down with him. Everybody had a good time. But that probably wouldn't have happened if I'd just been the average guy in Merrill's, khakis, Eddie Bauer vest, who walked up to these dudes. If I didn't have a reputation, at least with some of the guys there, because I did know some of the people there, they could vouch for me, respond to me in a certain way, let the other guys know it was okay to respond to me in a friendly way. That's what I'm talking about when I say this. You've got to do this ahead of time. You've got to set the tone with visual and auditory cues to help your message be perceived the right way. And that starts now. I've got more thoughts on this. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I'd love to hear what you're doing to show empathy to your audience and beyond your audience because that's how you grow the audience. If you want to grow your podcast, you've got to think beyond the audience that you've got now. And this is one way to do it. Again, more information at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. More podcast episode downloads. You're going to appreciate this. It's a list of titles that work on YouTube. And these titles have been tested against other titles to see which ones get more clicks. 
These aren't necessarily titles you're going to swipe word for word, but they are formulas that you can follow and use your words in these formulas to make your podcast episodes have equally good results. I've got examples of these and more information at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let me give you one though. Is this Brooklyn's best kept food secret? That was one of the titles and they compared it against this one. Brooklyn's best kept food secret. Basically took the question out. The first one, is this Brooklyn's best kept food secret? Asking a question. Without the question, Brooklyn's best kept food secret. There's a little mystery there. Is this the secret? I don't know. Let's watch the video and find out. That's what you think when you look at that. But that second one, Brooklyn's best kept food secret. By God, this guy knows something. Better click on that and find out. Different responses, right? How much different? 6.25 click-through rate on that first one, the question. Second one, 6.8. And the way that this works, just to show you how powerful it is, you've got a 1% click-through. One out of every 100 people are clicking on your video. 2%, it's a 1% increase. Two out of every people clicking on your video. Well, it's not really 1%, it's a 1% click-through increase. 1% to 2% is a 100% increase. You've just doubled the clicks that you were getting on your video. Little hinges, big doors. I've got more information about how to make this concept work for you. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. If you want to get more downloads, episode titles, that is one of the first things that I would do. Your episode titles, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Make poor quality audio sound good. This is a great new tool from Adobe. It takes poor quality audio, such as an interview captured by a built-in computer microphone, and it turns it into something that sounds like it was recorded in a studio. Sort of. Let me play this sample for you. This is the before. I'm in a conference room with the window open, and it's pretty echoey in here too. Not the best place to record audio. Yet with enhanced speech, all of the background noise and echo is gone. As if I recorded this in a professional studio. You run it through this Adobe tool. This is what happens. I'm in a conference room with the window open, and it's pretty echoey in here too. Not the best place to record audio. Yet with enhanced speech, all of the background noise and echo is gone. As if I recorded this in a professional studio. Not bad, right? It's not going to replace you getting in a great studio, using a great microphone, having great quality equipment. But sometimes you got to work with what you get. Phone calls, whatever. It's a great option for you to have. It is free right now. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This formula will make a great podcast episode. You looking for fill-in-the-blank formulas? You know I did a book of these, right? It's called 101 Podcast Episode Templates. It's on sale right now. 99 cents on Amazon. 101 Podcast Episode Templates. I'm going to give you another formula, though. This is called the PAS formula. It stands for Problem, Agitation, Solution. If you've got a nonfiction podcast, an interview podcast, you can pretty much plug in this formula on any episode that you do without it being weird, without it being clunky, without having to do a whole lot. Here's what it is. P, that is problem. That's the reason that people listen to your episode. For example, a pain being felt that they need a solution for. What is the biggest problem that your potential listener has right now? What's the problem for people listening to this podcast? What's the problem that you have? You need more listeners. You need more people to pay attention to you. You don't want to do all this work that you're doing for your podcast in vain. You want to make impact. You want to make money. That's why people listen to this podcast. Then there's the agitation. That's you describing the problem. 
You're taking the very thing that hurts and agitating it. For example, telling stories about what happened to you because of the problem. Let's say you've got a weight loss podcast. Agitating obesity is talking about people making fun of you. It's talking about not fitting into an airplane seat. It's talking about going to Disney World, getting on It's a Small World ride, and finding out that eh, it's a whole lot smaller than you thought that it was. Then you've got the third part of the formula. That's the solution. That's the final piece of the puzzle that your listeners are looking for. That's how the problem is fixed. If you've got a weight loss podcast, you are the solution. But to get people to that, you've got to know the problem, describe it well, describe what happens because of the problem. That's the problem. That's the agitation. And then you've got to deliver that solution. You usually can't just go straight to the solution. That would be nice. But what often happens is people say, oh yeah, that's the solution. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a solution for me. You have to show people that it is the solution for them specifically. It's called the PAS formula. I have it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Again, if you like templates, 101 podcast episode templates, that's available at Amazon. Also linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That is it. Thank you for listening. Have I mentioned the website where you can read this newsletter? Subscribe to it? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It comes out every Friday. It is free to subscribe. Go there for all the links, more information. I make it really easy for you. I made this newsletter where you can read it, I don't know, two or three minutes. That's what it's designed for you to read in. You click on it, skim through it, see what you want, click for more information or don't. But regardless, you're going to know what's up when it comes to marketing your podcast. You're going to see those headlines, see those articles, gleam a little bit of something from each of them. And you're going to start thinking, all right, this is a way I can grow my audience. That's what happens when you listen to this podcast. That's what happens when you read the newsletter. Doesn't happen overnight, but I slowly get in your head. And the next thing you know, you're a few months in, you're a year or two in. You're like, oh yeah, it worked. Got that big audience that I'm looking for. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, by the way, that's another good way to do that. And that's at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I make it very easy for you. I've got a formula there that you can feel free to copy for your own subscription page. Three things, an Android button, an iPhone button, an RSS button. That is how people are subscribing to your podcast. People listen to podcasts on a phone. They can take that phone with them. That way your listeners can listen to your podcast in your car, at the gym, wherever they are. And you're listening to this podcast the same way. So that's why I did that. You've got an iPhone button, press it if you got an iPhone. An Android button, press that if you got the Android an RSS feed if you want to go that way. I've also got a QR code that you can scan. Also, a way for you to instantly get this podcast transported to your phone whenever I release an episode, it drops in your podcast player. And you got me right there talking about how to grow your audience, make more people care about your message, make more money with your podcast. It's at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.